Hey guys, today I'm here with Frank, a, a senior at Sierra High School. We're going to dive into his high school career and life in a pandemic. So the first question we have today is, are you part of any clubs? And if so, which ones are you part of and what do you do in each club? Well, yeah, that's an interesting question. And thank you for that. So for my club, I'm not really sure if this counts as a club, but I am part of student government. And during my time there, at least before the pandemic, I mainly work in enacting student reform to help better the student body. I just, yeah, that's a bit how to describe it. Other things I also done is also for Humans for Humanity, which is a club that deals with social justice and increased tolerance among students from different backgrounds throughout the campus. Another club I'm also part of is, is like um, so-called Friends, which is mainly a club of unite of you know uniting um, disabled people and also um, regular people together and at least forming friendships among that community. Uh, another club I'm also, I, well, at least I used to be a part of was also. I'm trying to remember, it was um, like American Politics Club. It's a club where for students who are interested in politics and to um, get at least once a week and discuss on different political subjects. Another club also, we're also part of is like our academic league, which is kind of like a trivial thing. We mainly just, we mainly just um, like just quiz each other on like on different subjects and try to see on who is the most knowledgeable of the bunch. It's very um, fun, I'll give you that. And I'm trying to think, oh yeah. And also like another thing is that it's kind of like a regional thing, but I'm also part of like AJA, which is basically a program that it found like the district or at least local area that uses photography to convey social justice. That's a lot of clubs. <laughs> Let's just say I was pretty active in for my high school career. So what were your some of your favorite high school memories? One of my favorite high school memories was when I usually engage in minor activism. When I was part of, like, for instance, when I was part of citizen government, I would often like to go out and just give a like big, rambunctious speeches, mainly discussing on nearly any issue uh, that the school is facing and why basically like, implementation of change and why we need to implement this change. Also, in our memories, there's also like, because uh, I remember that you see we had like pizza. And so, at least in certain day, then there's still a little student store. I remember it often buying the pizza, and I said it was it was like locally sourced. It was pretty good, like very mostly like pepperoni or just cheese pizza. I think it was like the cheese pizza was on Tuesdays, and it, and like the pepperoni was on Fridays. So I could rem misremember much because I mean, this happened before the pandemic. A lot of stuff before the pandemic, it's kind of hard for me my mind to memorize it, and so it's a bit hazy. But that's what I did remember. I also had a lot of fun with like teachers, like also subjects like. Let's just say I'm very interest in, interested into like um, history and I was always very passionate on the subject. So I always look forward to that class. So yeah, those are some very passionate memories that I have when it comes to like my high school. So now I'm on a little darker side. What were some of your, some of the toughest high school memories that you have? Well, I would mainly say is that you have like, I mean, sure kids have matured, but you still have your rambunctious bunch of idiots who still like to cause chaos. There's also the fact that a lot of chaos has happened during the school, even before the pandemic. Like for instance, a major issue I remember that the school we faced when I was at the time in the government was the fact that some students were just rioting in the bathrooms. Like they were just like destroying sinks and just punching holes through walls. I don't know why they did that though. I, and, and the thing is that we don't even know why they even do it. There's also like another other issues we also have, like um, there was also the issue of vaping. Vaping was a major epidemic. In fact, before the pandemic, like just before the pandemic hit, we were focusing on the campaign to end vaping and we didn't really get to it because pandemic. And also another makeup issue I have is, you know, with the whole like um, pandemic thing. Cause I mean, with school, you have to focus on the 
because it's one of the moments where you realize that the school has no idea what it's doing and just making stuff up in order to try its best. And so you just have me just focusing on what are we supposed to be doing again and just trying to do this and that and then just it's just like right now I'm just going for the motions. I just you sort of feel like you're learning, but you're not really learning. It's more like you're just take a gap here and you're just trying to make do what you got, you know. I totally agree with that. So what were some of the hardest classes you had to take and how did you handle them? Well, let's see, the hardest classes I had to take. Well, I did remember that I, for starters, I didn't really much fun of PE. Um, PE, I, it sure does sound like very easy, but actually it's a bit difficult mainly because, you know, like, let's just say I'm not really into being athletic and also because I kind of find it a bit like chaotic and a bit boring. Another thing I also wasn't fond of is also like chemistry and physics. like. I mean, for very two different reasons. Like in chemists, in, no, no, let's start with physics. Cause I had physics in my sophomore year. So for physics, mainly cause the subject matter was very difficult. It wasn't just me. Every, almost everyone in the class hated the subject because we'd have no idea what we were even doing. And even when we thought we actually got something, it turns out I had it completely wrong. And also another thing I also hated even more was chemistry because in physics, I can easily just say that well, sure, it was sure I didn't like it, but to be fair, it was bit, it was just challenging. It was very hard. Chemistry, meanwhile, was more of just sheer incompetence. Our see, our teacher when we got in chemistry was incredibly new, and she had sort of way had no idea what to do, what she was even doing. In fact, in fact, every, no, everyone hated class. It was very chaotic. Things just got absolutely nowhere. It just felt like a complete mess. It got very bad. It got so bad, in fact. But I actually did remember that various students in the class tried to organize a petition to have the teacher reevaluated in the hopes that she would be fired from her job because we really didn't like her much. Fortunately, it was during the pandemic, so at least it was a bit more merciful because I was able to get my grade up because grades were very locked when the pandemic began. And those were very tough classes I didn't really like. <laughs> I like the petition idea. We should definitely do that when we don't like a teacher. So what was the easiest part of quarantine and remote learning? I feel like the easy part of quarantine or remote learning is because since the school is a bit aware of difficulties with students at home, is that you have more freedom. Like you have more freedom to do whatever you want. Like at this point, I basically feel like, like I, as I mentioned, it doesn't feel like you're in school. It just feels more like you're in a gap year and you're just waiting until transition, until things can reopen. Another thing I also um, learned is that it also helps prepare me because, you know, because when you're like, it gives you like lessons that you're prepared for when I'm, because for me, I'm a, since I'm a senior, I'm going to college. And so what I've learned is things like take responsibility for my work, um, find a good schedule for my time, and also try to analyze the different subjects through a very alternative matter, which is, which is actually very nice. And also very interesting is that, like I mentioned, like because of the additional freedom, I have more time to do extracurricular activities because all the time I could have been doing in school, now I do this other thing. I do this interview, I, I do this writing, I join this organization. You try to make best use of your time in quarantine because at least it's something to um, numb the pain, to at least make sure you don't go insane. And that's one of the main advantages of being part of this quarantine is that you just have to adapt. You just have to make do with it. Make do what you got. Yeah, I totally agree. It gave me a lot of more time to do like, you know, start this, you know, organization and stuff like that. So what was the hardest part of quarantine ever most? I would feel that the hardest part of quarantine is mainly because of the chaotic nature of the quarantine. Because the thing is that our schools, uh, at least my school in my case in the district, um, they had no idea what they were doing at all. Like no idea. 
see when school basically shut down is that there was like a set of recess and it sort of like i mean they tried to give us like supplementary lessons to keep us engaged but it wasn't really that much helping and then when they got now when they finally sort of reopened which is just the online learning which keep in mind was the first time i heard about zoom zoom was kind of new at the time is that there was like a lot of glitches it was a bit chaotic and we almost had no idea what they were doing and so we just continued until the end of the year and so things were good then we tried to at least do online learning and for the first few weeks it was very it was very chaotic it was even worse like you have to deal with constant glitches, bugs, computer just crashes, meetings just endlessly crash. You can't go on to classes because the internet cannot handle it. I'm sure things have sort of meddled out for a bit, but but still there's this tense that it just feels a bit empty. Like teachers aren't really that engaging. I mean, sure I had some momentum, but then just slowed down because the thing is that now we have to at least focus on like, yeah, I understand the subject, but can you at least make this interesting please i have no idea what's going on or like what are you doing anymore what are we doing with ourselves like you just understand making a question about what i'm what about like pursuing my further education because i understand it because it's like a paradox because on one hand i want to pursue a better education in my life because i know that if i have a better education i gave myself better opportunities but on the other hand it's just feel like you're just killing the fun of learning i mean sure school does kill the fun of learning but but not but not like but I've been more like in a subtle manner, not just like you're actively just like saying like, I don't care. Like, I don't give it. I don't, I don't, I don't give a frick or something. I don't know. So that's, yeah. So what helped you, you know, stay calm and relax during the quarantine? Cause like, as you stated, it's, it's been very chaotic. Well, mainly I just try to find some sense of normalcy to pass the time. What I often do is I would do things like, I would just learn to read. I would learn, I basically, you know, write. I also do things like play me like since I play piano, that at least is a way of coping. And also I also like to listen to music because I like because the thing is I like to keep my mind off things. Like just find any sort of entertainment the past time, like either what events like I don't know, like like writing an essay for another organization or just watching a video on YouTube. I just find anything I could to at least pass the time. Because, you know, I because I've had not doing it, then it would just be very long, drawn out and bit boring. So it's like I said, it's just a sense of adaptability when it comes to navigating this pandemic. Yeah, I like actually really agree with that. But like, you know, you just have to find things to, you know, kind of keep your mind off of like all the chaos that's happening and just finding, you know, like what you said, a sense of normality. So the second to last question is, can you describe the college application process for like particularly like what you did yeah so the college application was a bit was very interesting because i mean it wasn't that hard for me because we have i have decided that because of the effects of the pandemic it's best for me to choose like a college that is very close to home and so i have decided because it's a college i always wanted to go to and at least you know kind of like a sort of dream school mine is at least applied to the ucs and so i applied to all the ucs with san diego state as the main exception as sort of like a fallback just in case and so it was a bit interesting because for starters because due to the pandemic and because of how many of the grades it's kind of difficult to, to calculate things like gpa and see about how it's going to evaluate me with the about applicants also extracurricular activities are sort of out of the window so i have to improvise and have to make do whatever i got so far in hopes that maybe it will somewhat impress them and also another thing is like standardized testing because you know 
that's the only positive side I could think of. Like, I don't have to take the SAT or the ACT. In fact, I'm thinking that I'm never gonna take those, those tests for the rest of my life. And I'm gonna make sure that my descendants never take them either because, let me put this way, it's because for starters, it's racist and also other things like a waste of time. I swear, that's why I'm never gonna do it again. Anyway, where was I? Ah, oh, yes, college applications. So, what else another thing is that I have to prepare, like I have to put on all the information, pay out the majors, just apply to all the UCs that I could, and trying to figure out like personalized essays. I have to get myself a lot of help. I have to use help for my teacher, my teacher's assistant. I also help from another student who is also had contacts who is also a very good writer. And also if I'm one of my mom's friends who has to be a lawyer just to get into the schools. And I was able to send it out and up just in time. And it was actually not bad. Like at least the response was at least very satisfactory to my choice because since I applied to all the UCs, I was able to get myself into Merced, Davis, and Irvine. And right now I'm currently committed to Irvine. I'm going I'm going to be an anteater next year. So I would say that at least it played out and I have to choose a good school because it's very prestigious, it's close to home, it's has what I need, you know. Congratulations. I know the college application process was very stressful. So I'm happy that you got into a really good college. So our last question is, do you have any advice on high school, the application process, or anything else concerning, you know, just being a teenager, being a high school student? Well, I basically feel that in these times, it is very scary and very uncertain, but I have to put this way. It's very important for more than ever to adapt. Because what I've noticed that during this time in quarantine and also, you know, the lockdown, all this chaos that has emerged both in my world and also in the outside world is that there's a sense of you have to grow up. You have no, you don't have, it's not like, it's not like you want to grow up. It's more like you have no choice if you want to survive. Like my mind, I mean, I swear, even after the pandemic, my mind is sort of like in survival mode. It's doing anything I can. Like it just wants to survive. It wants to live in our day. It doesn't want to die. And so you have to feel like you have to mature faster. You have to grow up faster. You have to adapt more than ever. And so that's and so if you feel like you have the sense to mature faster, then you don't have you don't have to fight. This is just part of what happens when you're in these situations. Because our generation will go on to be one of the most one of the most interesting. Because let me put let me um, restate this. Right now, our generation is going for one of the most what might be one of if not the most one of the brutal historical times in its history. Like this is historical events. History is just playing itself every single day. And so you endure the living in these tough times, you have to adapt. You cannot just stay hesitant forever. You have to adapt. You you either have to, it's more of a survival, you have to sink or swim. If you don't swim, you will drown and you will not make it out alive. I'm telling you, this is very important now more than ever. You have to swim. You don't want to swim, you have to swim. You want to live, swim. It's always swimming. You don't want to be like that guy. The guy who decided to, I'm not going to swim one day and so I'm going to sink to the open. You know what happened to that guy? He's dead. He's in the ocean floor and he's just drowned a long time ago and all we see is his skeletal remains. So swim, swim like your life depends on it because it literally depends on it. Thank you. And on that note, guys, swim and don't die. So that's all for today's folks. Thank you, Frank, for this very funny and enlightenment, um, enlightening interview. Um, thank you for sharing with the giant community. Okay, we'll see you.